welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. We are on the air due to the generous support of River Road Family Vineyards and Winery. We encourage you to check out their website, riverroadvineyards.com, and explore their collection of beautifully crafted wines, from Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, along with Old Vine Zinfandel, all from the Russian River Valley as well as Cabernet Sauvignon from the Alexander Valley. Again, that's riverroadvineyards.com. Welcome to episode 187. Today our guest is Renee Perry from Papa Pietro Perry in the Timbercrest Winery area. So welcome, Renee. It's been a while since we've seen you. Well, thank so you for having here. me. Thank you so much. Yeah, so they're out on Dry Creek Road. On Dry Creek Road, mm-hmm. yes. Outside of Healdsburg. So yeah, this is a nice way to start the day. We have a little... um. Pino from Papa Pietro Perry. That's a good way to start the day. <laughs> this, this so what have we got here? Not a little Pino. This yeah. is a fabulous yeah. Pino. Tell us about this. So what we have is a 2020 Russian River Valley blend of Pinot Noir. So it's 100% Pinot Noir, all from several vineyards, four different vineyards from the Russian River Valley. And this wine just won 100 points in the Sunset Magazine competition. Oh wow. God. I mean, really, that is let not, that that's sink in. stiff competition. Well, 100 points. My God. It was shocking for us. That's awesome. <laughs> it's that, really congratulations. great. This is beautiful. This wine's won quite a few things. And I think it's quite interesting because the 2020 vintage has gotten a lot of bad press. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that our 2020s, first of all, all the wine was in barrel before any right. fire started. Right. right. And I feel we feel really bad that they're riding the whole vintage off with this big brush that says fire damage to all the grapes, which right. is not true. Our 2020s. I believe every one of them has gotten over 90 points, and this one here getting 100 points. So we've won many accolades on our 2020s, and they're delicious, and people should not write off the vintage. Well, I also, I was just saying, I found that a lot of wineries didn't make a wine. So, I mean, I don't think that people put out a bad wine in 2020. I think that the wineries that had problems with fire or smoke just didn't produce a wine. But also the fact is... It's their reputation. That vintage, that season up until the fires was a beautiful, perfect perfect weather, everything, all the, you know, all the externals that were going to make a great wine were there. And it discounts people who had brought in their wine before that. Yeah, your fruit's in, your fruit's in. Right. Right. I I mean, the media has basically painted it as a bad vintage. Right. Right. And it's not fair. Right. So, yeah, that's not right. This is delicious. Enjoy it. Oh, my God. Is it ever? <laughs> so proof people don't believe everything you read, believe everything you taste. That's, and believe what we tell you. And yes, <laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah. There's that. And send your check to I have wine four kids. <laughs> I've been trying to say that for years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think this is a good object lesson that you can't go by everything you hear or read because it's it's an opinion. But here are facts. And this is this is amazing, Renee. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's got to be thrilling when you got that notice. <laughs> Just what I would expect, quite honestly, from Papa Pedro Perry's Pinot. <laughs> also, you know, the Pigs and Pinot event that happens at the Hotel Healdsburg, our wine won again. We've won three times oh my at the Pigs gosh. and Pinot. Two first places yeah. and one second place. Yeah. No other wineries even won twice. Right. So it's pretty incredible. It's a blind tasting of 60 of the best Pinot, Pinot Noirs Noir. in the right. world. and. Right. You know, three awards, just amazing. I, I think the last one, Ben said you could have knocked him over with a feather. Yeah. He was at the event, and yeah. when they called his name, he just couldn't even believe it. Yeah, yeah. So it's very exciting. So um, I know this has been quite a while now, but you did just do some uh, mammoth uh, epic 
wine cruise with your wine club. <laughs> Tell yes, me about that. Well, it was epic. It was a two-week cruise. And we, that's a long time. It was a very long time. Yeah. Maybe a week too long on yeah. a boat for me. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that's what I would, I would think. Get me like off. a week, I'd be good. <laughs> uh, we started in Istanbul, and we had a three-day pre-cruise tours of Istanbul with oh, about nice. 30 of the guests that oh. came with us. And then we took about 135 people with oh. us. Oh, my gosh. On an Oceana cruise. Went from Istanbul. We went to, uh, we were in Turkey. Then we went, we were in Greece. We were in Italy. We were in Cyprus. We ended up in Rome after being in a different port most every day. Wow. And uh, it was lovely. We had winemaker dinners. We did special tours with just our group and just got to meet a lot of really great people and have a really great time. Yeah. I mean, at that amount of time, you're going to end up being, I mean, that's really going to build some friendships. That's a that bonding are last. You're really experience. stay in touch with. And There's people who have, we've done probably eight cruises, yeah. I think, over the years. And there are people who have been with us on every one of them. Yeah. So they all know each other. It's right. so much fun. They're right. just yeah. all, you know, old friends I getting together that. again. Yeah. What a blast. So what's happening at the winery? Are you open daily or are there certain... Days yeah, we're open every day, mm-hmm. except for Christmas and yeah. Easter, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving. Um we're open every day from 11 to 3.30. We do take reservations, but we also take walk-ins. So, you know, if you want to be sure you get in a table, you make a reservation. But if we have the space, we're really happy to accommodate anyone who walks in. We're serving four or five pinots each day and uh, sit outside on the porch and look out at the Dry Creek Valley. It couldn't be more beautiful. It is relaxing. a great view from that deck. It's incredible. It feels yeah. like it's a painting. I sit yeah. out there and say, yeah. pinch yeah. me. This is That's where I go to work. That's a good description, yes. definitely. Yeah. It's like going to a master class in Pinot to come it taste is. there. It is. Harvest ran a little late this year, uh, so later than it's ever started before. And so uh, the weather is always an interesting thing. Farmers, that's what I tell people. I, the wine grown, it's farming. So, well, I mean, that's the beauty of wine. Yeah. It's of the moment. Yeah. It, it's really telling you the story of that year. Yeah, it's... I mean, last year it was mid-August. You know, this year into the end of September. It's crazy. So it always cracks me up. I do lots of, um, you know, seminars to, with different winemakers, consumer groups, you know, with maybe 20, 30 people. And people are always asking about different vintages. And it always blows my mind how winemakers can remember the exact weather from five years ago. Oh, well, in 2007, remember it rained on, you know, August 3rd. And I'm like, really? Because it's, it's such <laughs> it's an like important every moment. detail. But for years, <laughs> yeah. it blows my mind. So, yeah, well, it is Well, that's like a milestone in there. In Everything the matters. Making of the wine. Yeah. It's, until the grapes are in, everybody's nervous. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. I really, Ben says, until the grapes, until the wine's in the bottle. He said the yeah. happiest day is when bottling, bottling is over. Or, yeah. And, and it's done and he can relax. Until right. then, anything can it happen. It is a high wire act <laughs> to be a winemaker, you know, because you have all these variables. You don't know what's happening and you're just trying to, you know, stay the course and make a beautiful wine and... Well, here in our glasses. Yeah, I think that's an example. <laughs> example. <laughs> that year it worked out for sure. So I do tell people um, just what you said, that if there's a winery that you really want to see that's like, you know, on your bucket list, you're coming, you're going to visit, make sure you do make a reservation. Um, a lot of wineries, just like you said, you can take walk-ins, but only if you have space. So, um, you know, if you're here and you don't have a reservation at Papa Pietro Perry, stop in because if they have space, they'll take you. But, you know, if it's on your list, call ahead. Yeah. And we're doing a lot of events still. Mm -hmm. You know, COVID really changed our world, as we all know. And we got into the Zoom things and we've continued to do them. So we still are doing a lot of events in the holiday time. We're going to have a 
paint a barrel stave with a Santa. Oh, you know, cool. it's funny because you said, you know, it changed a lot of things. You actually were just the leader of the pack when it came to that. I mean, Papa Pietro Perry did amazing virtual events, blending, just you name it. And then all the different art things. It seems like you had bingo virtually with wine. You just did a million things. We did do a million things. That were we, so fun. And we're still doing them. We just did a bingo yesterday. Oh, my God. so uh, we're doing private events for people if you have a corporate event or a birthday party or anniversary, anything with your family, you can get together right. some people. We're happy to do an event. And we've done bingo. We've done trivia. We're doing this painting thing. We do a caviar tasting. Oh, nice. Rough. We're doing... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Should we do the caviar I tasting? It's incredible. <laughs> Call James and have him bring the Bentley around. Yes, I know. I know. So, uh, you know, it's kept on going and we gives us a chance to talk to our fans and our get and our wine club members that are all over the country right. and don't get to come here. We forget that they came one time, come well, to the winery the and join the wine club and, and you, then we don't want to lose them and right. we want to keep in touch with you, them and we love seeing them. You maintain and deepen that connection and yeah. that people want that and you do such an amazing job of keeping that spirit of the connection alive. I've just loved it because you had a good mix of things. Things that were a little more serious wine geeky and then things that are just more fun. I just feel like you've had a great variety of things to offer customers. And, you know, you you can't expect someone to fly out here on a regular basis. But if they can stay connected one way or another, I think that is that is nailing it. Yeah, and I love it. We've perfected the ability to do them in tandem. So we do a live event at the winery, but we also have a Zoom happening yeah. at the same time. Oh, that's so, so you smart. can be at home and, or you can be at the winery. Right. So, for example, we do Riedel wine glass mm-hmm. seminars. I don't know if anyone's ever done those, but they are amazing. They are amazing. They're shocking. I really. think so, too. I, I, I've had many people... Give me looks like, sure, the yeah. glass matters. Oh. And then at the end it of the does. event, they're going, I'm buying all new wine glasses. Good glass mm-hmm. means I've, I've done a seminar like that. And you really don't realize, you know, the lip of the glass and the, the friction and how right. it's made. It makes such a difference. The shape. But you would the never shape. know that unless right. you did that because it just, you know. You don't believe it until you do. Yeah, I'm you not, really I'm not don't. Sure. Yeah, I've had my husband who's like a, he'll I'm drink out of a Libby glass, glass for whatever. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he did that Riedel one and it. Blew his mind. Oh, I always tell people, I remember years ago coming home from work and my husband handing me two glasses of wine. One in a little Italian wine yeah. glass, we called it, a little which juice I glass. Which I love those. Oh, yeah. yeah. And one in a beautiful Riedel glass. Yeah. And he said, which of these wines do you like better? And I took a sip of each and I went like, oh, this one's much better yeah. in the wine glass. Right. And he said, they're the same wine. Same wine. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> like, no, I don't believe you. <laughs> I, I need to do that with Roger because he is like the Italian wine glass. Yes. All he will drink, He, I say, I have a beautiful glass. And I just want the glass. I just want the glass. I think it's because he has these big, massive hands and he just is afraid he's going to break the glass I like or the feel of the, the Italian heavy juice glass thing. Yeah. But, but it's I so know different. that the, that the other But every better. night I'm like, I'm going to pour you in this beautiful Pinot glass or this glass. Because no, I just want the juice glass. I'm like, okay, what are you, Fred Flintstone? I mean, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I mean, I've had the Riedel representative tell us that uh, on, it's no wonder a wine tastes terrible on an airplane. Oh, Because yeah. they give it to you in a plastic a glass. glass. A plastic glass. glass. If they give yeah. you a nice glass, maybe right. the wine yeah. would taste a whole right. lot better. Right. I am a huge proponent of good glass. Mm-hmm. Even, um, oh my gosh, I've been here a long time. So, you know, 20-something years ago during barrel tasting, we, for the wine road, for barrel tasting, we just used, you know, the simplest Libby wine glass that we gave out for the event and winemakers complain so much they're pouring barrel samples which are you know pretty heavy duty wines to begin with and then you're putting in a Libby glass so we upped the game with better glass yeah. even for that event you know because then it does make a difference 
Definitely makes a difference. Well, we're going to do a seminar in March at the winery and on uh, virtually. And we had Riedel's made us a special a selection of glasses so that the four glasses cover the Chardonnay, Pinot, and Zinfandel yeah. because we've never been able to get a kit that had all oh, the glasses. Right. We well, only make those three kinds of wines. Right. Cool. So we're going to be able to do that. And, you know, you can find all information on our website anytime for all of our events. But it really is very, very exciting event. I think it's cool. So you mentioned the um, Chardonnay and the Zinfandel. So there was a time when Papa Pietro Perry was Pinot only. <laughs> Actually, no. I think we've always made Zinfandel. Did you? But uh, the Chardonnay, we made Chardonnay at first. Then we stopped, as Ben likes to say, ABC, anything but Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. There was a time when nobody wanted to buy Chardonnay. Right. So we stopped making it for a while. And then we started making, we started having a lot of winemaker dinners that needed a white wine for mm -hmm. a course. And we didn't want to serve somebody else's right. white wine. So we were able to get Chardonnay from Peter's Vineyard, the same oh, place well, that we nice. get well, our Pinot from. My and uh, so we, we do make a beautiful Chardonnay. And actually, right now in the tasting room, it's the first pour. When you come into the winery, we give you a splash of Chardonnay so that you get to know we do make other things. Mm -hmm. So we make just one Chardonnay, and we make one Zinfandel that we call Zeno because it's made like Pinot. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very delicious Zinfandel. Zeno. <laughs> <laughs> Especially oh, for Pinot awesome. lovers. So Dry Creek Vineyard does this, uh, what would you call it? They do a, a Zinfandel throwdown kind of a tasting that is only there for no consumers, no press, no one. It's just winemakers. And it's just for wineries in Dry Creek Valley that produces Zinfandel. And um, it's it's so fun. I go and help them count their, tabulate their votes or whatever. But I was there the year uh, Papa Pietro won for the Zinfandel, and I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> I know, people were upset. <laughs> These are all winemakers. It's, it's just winemakers there. It's a blind tasting, and it is so well-managed. I mean, it's definitely a blind tasting. And, um, yeah, I thought, well, that was cool, cool and funny. <laughs> yeah, and we came in second, I think, another time. So there you go. Well, that's so gratifying. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what else? What's new? I I, I think you were trying to um, learn a little pickleball. Is that true, Renee? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've put out a request to learn pickleball. I haven't actually jumped in yet. I'm, I'm scared we're going to get hurt, really, to tell you the truth. But uh, I don't know. I, have, I haven't tried. Have you done it? I have not done it, but I saw that I live in Cloverdale now, and I saw on the little Cloverdale page there's somebody who's teaching it. They just do one class just so you can learn the rules and how to play whatever. And I thought, oh, I'll have to send you the link because... I, a good starter. I don't play pickleball, but I am very interested in getting a bunch of people together and buying the old Rite Aid in Sebastopol and turning that into the Pickleball Palace, indoor pickleball. I just <laughs> I like see a marketing. A I, see, I see an opportunity here. And I've mentioned this to a few people. I'm like, wow, that's a great idea. But, I mean, I need the funds. But yeah. I think. And <laughs> you're, then, you're just the idea call man. in with the funds. You're I'm the just idea a man. marketing person. But from my perspective, it's like. Indoor pickleball. That would be great. It's like a huge, empty space. Yeah. And wouldn't that be cool? It could be a pickleball lounge, a little bit of bar, a little bit of pickleball. Although I need to learn about pickleball. But it is such... <laughs> Such it's a so growth. popular right it's now. Such a growth. Oh my and gosh, it's, it's like everywhere. I know so many people, especially people our age that have gone from tennis to pickleball. Yeah. And, um, you know, Roger and I used to play a ton of tennis until the one day I beat him. We never played again. <laughs> never played again. I was like, oh, what? I get this now. You know? Yeah. yeah but, pickleball um, seems safer. <laughs> but yeah, but it is <laughs> On also, my own knees. it's easier. It's a smaller court. Yeah. And, uh, well, when you start, 
Call us. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we'll be a threesome. I guess you need four, but I whatever. think you need four. <laughs> I'm sure we can find somebody. You can try, you can try it out. I'm still just doing golf. Yeah, you, you um, have golf on a regular basis. I, I do golf on a regular basis, yeah. yeah. And then Healdsburg has that lovely golf course. Yeah. So it's a beautiful nine-hole golf course. It's right in our town. Yeah. It couldn't be any easier. Right. So. Have you ever played at Sebastopol's golf course? Oh, I've played everywhere, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's a but, sweet yeah. little nine hole. They keep that so pristine. It's lovely. And lovely to go out. I love to go out to Northwood out in. Uh, oh, oh, I love yes. Northwood. I don't golf at all, but I love to drive the cart at Northwood. <laughs> <laughs> and have lunch. <laughs> and have lunch. Yeah. That's, My husband golfs, so I can I'll drive iconic. the cart. It's, it's beautiful. It's so pretty just yeah. right in the Redwoods. It is. Yeah, it's really a great golf course it's for women beautiful. to tell you the truth because there's so many trees. Yeah, the men who hit the ball way too far oh, end up in the trees, trees all the yeah. time. Right, and me and my friends right. who I golf with, we hit the ball, you know, pretty good. Yeah, and it goes nice and straight down the middle right. all the time. Right, so <laughs> that's yeah. a perfect spot. That's yeah. wonderful. And then a day in Guerneville. I've spent lots of just days in Guerneville wandering. They have lots of little art galleries and little restaurants, and Guerneville's a cute little spot to go to. I had, I had a cousin visiting recently, and we did the whole Guerneville. We went to the Armstrong Redwoods to do our typical hike, and lo and behold, I did not pay attention to the fact that since the fires, there the trails have been closed. So I'm like, oh, it's just a little longer, a little longer, and then we'll turn off and go down. And we get to turn off, it's like closed. <laughs> so we have another hour and a half to come back, and it's like, well, just a little bit longer. But should have packed provisions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was it – was, um, it was a lot. It was a lot, but it was beautiful. It's always beautiful when you're yeah. out in nature. But then we went to the little taco truck in the Safeway parking lot. We just, just did the whole scene, and we drove through. We went out to Duncan Mills. You know, it's great to have visitors because you do all the things you never do. You get to be a tourist in your own yeah, town. Yeah, and it was a great week to so have where do you, all that. So where do you tell people to go when you have visitors or people asking you? Well, I do send them to Armstrong Woods. Pretty yeah. much always go to Armstrong Woods. Right. We go to the coast, mm-hmm. out to the beaches, because there's so many beautiful beaches in Sonoma. Yes. That it's just beautiful mm-hmm. to go out there, out to Nick's Cove, out there and have some yeah. lunch. Um, obviously, wine tasting. We go out on the lake. I have a boat. Yeah, I've seen you a, still have your oh, boat. nice. I, still, yeah. I have a pontoon party boat, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Renee. Party the with Renee. Yeah. Yeah. It's your sign. It's written on a bathroom wall somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> We go out on the boat. That's it's lovely out there. It's so peaceful and beautiful, especially if you can go during the week when no one's out there. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, what else do we do? Any new restaurants that are favorites? Well, you know, I my tried and trues are my favorite. I yeah. love Diavola. Yeah, so do I. Well, it's in Geyserville. Yeah. It's just. Everything on there, even when it sounds weird, yeah. it's Everything's delicious. Everything's good. Yeah. Right. Everything. You know, it's something I think I would never... I've eaten tripe. At, yeah. And I would never eat tripe, I think. <laughs> and I've ordered it 10 times Oh, my up gosh. There. It's delicious. Yeah. Everything is delicious. And they're open. You know, it's hard to eat somewhere on a Tuesday and a Monday yeah. and a Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. We were talking about Wednesday. that earlier. That's our theme. Even is, tasting rooms. Yeah. I, at one point, everything was closed on, you know, Tuesday or whatever. And you're like, oh, my gosh. I don't know where to send you. But Diablo's open. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, uh, I mean, I always love it there. There's some new restaurants, but I like the tried and trues. They're really the ones I love. Also, uh, Guiso. You know, I don't know if you eat there. I have never been able to get, uh, ever, I have never been able to get in there. When I've been there, like, they open at noon, and then it's 12.15, they're still not open. Like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Or then, by then, you go back, and it's full. I can't get a reservation. Yeah. And for dinner. I yeah. Don't, are they open for lunch? They used to, Well, I don't know, since I don't COVID. They are. <laughs> since the world changed. <laughs> but, Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I was watching a Check Please one of the you know on TV. Oh yeah, Leslie. Yeah, and yeah. it was with the chefs, local chefs, and yeah. one of the chefs actually picked we saw as yeah. their favorite restaurant. And I was like, wow, that little place in Healdsburg. But it was always a cool place. Remember when it was the Ravenette? Oh yeah, at so, least that was a regular for me. I loved that place. But since COVID, <laughs> they got they actually put some tables outside that yeah. they're able to have now. You still have like what six yeah, tables that's inside? Thing. That's the thing. It was so small. Yeah. How fun! Little gem. Little yeah. gem. Little gem. So do you have another cruise that, will the winery do a cruise again next year, or do oh, they do that we don't sort of? No. Yeah. We usually try not to think about it right after a, one cruise. <laughs> you know, it takes about... <laughs> you got to recover. Yeah. It takes two years to plan, right. plan so a cruise. So it is part, you you book a group of, of rooms that is specifically for your group within a larger cruise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The ship holds, what, 1,200 people, yeah. I think. Um, but Food and Wine Trails, you know, we, we block off a certain number of, of rooms, and we you know, reserve for a winemaker and dinner. Have and we have programmatic with them. Right. Yeah. And I, that's it's, so cool. It's quite involved. And you have to plan so far in advance. I think we, we, we cruised last time in June. I believe we sent the wine in January. Of, you know. Well, that's the thing. Wow, I mean, they, people prep. have asked me about coordinating that. And I'm thinking, I just don't have the bandwidth to coordinate that. It's hard. <laughs> Get and, the wine, I think, to Florida or somewhere yeah. and they pick it up. But it's just that you have to plan so far in advance that it's hard but to that's, decide. That's a nice way to have, you know, you really get to connect with people in that way. Yeah. They're friends. Yeah. It's not you're on a vacation together. It's really, really. Are other fun. passengers jealous of the wines? Oh, yeah. I bet they get, <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? Oh, I didn't even think about that, actually. Yeah. Oh, people. yeah. Many people are like, how do we get in there? Right. Can we join and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I want the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And the cruise line usually picks up and ta- buys our wine as well so that right. other people are on the ship and do see us. Right. They, oh, that's nice. They can order it and drink right. it as well. So right. that's great. They get to try it, too. Right. Time for our Fast Five. Who do we have on the line now? Hey, everybody. It's Rebecca Jamolis. Rebecca, what's your Fast Five? Well, I'm excited to share this Fast Five. I make this so often, I would think my friends and family are getting sick of it, but nobody has. (laughs) (laughs) It is the perfect go-to appetizer when you have people coming over and you think, okay, I'm going to serve wine. I want to have some protein. What can I make quickly? And I really don't want to serve mini meatballs or mini hot dogs. I mean, really? That's, really <laughs> That's so... Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Back that up. You're dissing Beth's go-to I know, really. here. Gosh, I'm crushed. <laughs> so you can make this with as many or as few ingredients as you want to. So I'm just going to give you the basic, and then we'll talk about the variations. So it has um, deli turkey, deli ham, cream cheese, and pesto. Wow. And the I just kind of made this up one day when we had that in the house and we were having company and we didn't know it. <laughs> and I got out the turkey and I layered a pretty good layer of cream cheese and then I put the ham on top of that and then I put the pesto on top of the ham and I rolled it up and I cut it into little bite-sized pieces and looked like pinwheels. Oh, yeah. And everybody scarfed it down instantly. Oh, my gosh. I've had this at your house. Oh, that's right. This you is have. really delicious because I, I, I must... I was going, I can't have to stop eating these because they were so delicious, <laughs> but they're perfect with wine. Right. You know, they've got that protein and the cheese and the pesto, everything about it is like. And I want to tell you some variations. I thought you bought those. <laughs> no, no, you no. made them. You know, I, I 
pretty much make everything I eat. So um, one of the things that uh, you can do is a lot of people don't like cream cheese. So I buy um, chev goat cheese. Yeah, it's yeah. soft. And add a little olive oil, sometimes some fresh thyme, mix it up and put that in instead of the cream cheese. And there's something we really love called zug, which is a Mediterranean oh, yeah. pesto with cilantro and garlic. And it's a little spicy. Use that instead of basil pesto or any other kind of pesto. And same thing. Anyway, it's delicious. It's easy. Your friends will think you're the, a gourmet cook. We that's, did, yeah. <laughs> that's my fast five, but it's only four. All right. Well, I love we'll it. put that in the show notes. Thank you. Thanks you're for welcome. calling in. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, let's see. Anything else that we need to talk about, mention? I do want to mention that this weekend, although it's last minute, this weekend is the Wine and Food Affair. And we've got a little about 40 wineries participating, and each winery has a little recipe online. So they serve their recipe paired with one of their wines. It's really the premier event for the uh, wine road. My favorite event And of the so year. it's always, um, if you're planning next year, it's always the first weekend in November. And then in about two weeks, tickets will be going on sale for Winter Wineland, which is in January. So all those details are at wineroad.com. You sold out early on Wine and Food Affair. Well, you know, we have to limit it to the amount of wineries that are participating. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so it's a metric. It's a metric. But still. That's where the math comes into that play. People, okay, I don't, I don't do math. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, I think that's kind of it. Is there anything else you want to mention about the winery that people should check out? Well, definitely check out our website, papapietro-perry.com, for all of our events. But one thing that's really coming up that's going to be fun is um, right right after this uh airs pretty much. Mm -hmm. I think it's called a holiday photo shoot where you can bring your pet or your baby or anybody to the winery or just yourselves. And we'll have our marketing guy who's a great photographer, Luke Emmerman, oh, will be there. Great. I, I love, love Luke. that. He'll be there and he'll be taking pictures and we have it set up inside the cellar with some barrels and, you know, points at it so it looks yeah. very holiday-ish. What a great and idea. And you can take your picture and it's free. And it could be get, your Christmas card. And it's your Christmas card. <laughs> My right. pet is my baby. Right. For most people. <laughs> yeah. And then you also might have a real baby. You could do that too. Uh, Rent one. <laughs> Rent a baby. They have them on hand. You can have like... You can borrow one for the props. day. <laughs> you can, oh, here's a baby. <laughs> Just hold it. <laughs> hold your mustache. Hold your baby. It's, a, it's November 18th. Okay, that's perfect. And um, and it's really, really a great way to get a great holiday picture. And, Love it. Uh, and Luke, you know, emails it to you and you take it from there. Yeah, so you can book a tasting and a photo and or just come in for a photo. You guys always have such creative events. I, I love that. Thing. That I is very—they're always engaging and they—they extend beyond the wine. You know, so it's a real connection. You know, also if you're kind of new to the area, it can kind of be a one-stop uh, place if you drive up to Timbercrest Farms, um, because there's multiple wineries up there. You can stop in at um, Renee's at Papa Pietro Perry. You can go to Peterson and Amphora and Kokomo. Um, uh, Optima is up there, so you know. It's a beautiful little spot. It's Check out a lot spot. of different things, and everybody really makes a variety of different wines. So, yeah, you can pretty much hit everything right there. Yeah, yeah. We're, you know, we're unusual to be Pinot Noir and Dry Creek right. Valley, so we're like an oasis of Pinot Noir in the middle of Zinfandel and Cab Country. But yes, the other places, lots of Zin at the other wineries. Yeah, I mean, we obviously don't get our Pinot from Dry Creek right. Valley because it's too <laughs> hot, but we do make it there. So, right. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, a, no, it's, it's a great place to come and visit, and we hope you all come and see us. Gosh, they can also stop at the Dry Creek General Store on the way out there because it's all snazzy, and, but you have to have time because they're kind of slow. 
<laughs> you can order ahead of time. You know, yeah. if you, you call know, up and order ahead of time, that's a good or just, idea. Or just order what's in the case ready to go. It's funny. <laughs> this point, I want I've, that. I've been there a couple of times when I'm taking friends, and every time I've been there, I always ran into Aaron, your son. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like back in the day. It yeah. was like, oh, my, he was always there whenever I was there. It was so funny. <laughs> Well, now he's in Maui, so, yeah, I, know. so I, I don't <laughs> run into, into him. Hard there. to run into it's him. Hard to run into yeah. him there, but yeah. so that's it. I think anything else we got to check out the website. You mentioned that, yes. Yeah, so we will put it all in the show notes. We'll put the link to um, Renee's winery. We'll put a link to the events that are coming up, and um, tell also this beautiful, tell, beautiful tell again, what it was So this, also, just one more thing. It's our twenty fifth yes. anniversary. Yeah. Oh my well, there gosh! You go. So. That's pretty exciting. We had a wonderful winemaker dinners at the Matheson to celebrate our 25th anniversary, which were delicious. And, uh, you know, we're just celebrating the whole year. So it's hard to believe 25 years. 25 years from our garage, starting in our garage in San Francisco. And I do think, um, we didn't get into it today, but I do think that people should go on the website and check out how it started. Because I think everyone thinks that wineries are just... um, People with a lot of money who just started everything and it was easy and no big deal. But I mm-hmm. always felt like your story was really, there was just the passion to make it work no matter what. And I mean, there was, you sacrificed a lot along the way and gave up a lot. I mean, the success is there, but it didn't just happen. Oh, clearly. I said, so I remember the Christmas I bought everybody's present at the Dollar Tree. Right. So, yeah. Know, yeah. And that episode is in our archives. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Go mm-hmm. back and find that episode. That just tells the story. It was, it's just such a great story. It is story. a great story, but I think it's also, there's just a lot of wineries that are in that, have the done the sacrifice. same thing. It really is the passion. Yeah, yeah. People talk passion, but sacrifice is yes, there too. exactly. Yeah. So this was great. Thank you for being here. Cheers it was you, really Renee. fun to see you. Cheers. Yes, Thank 25 you for years. Coming. Yes, 25, 25 years. years. Holy cow, look what's happened. What a milestone. No kidding. Thanks for having me. So we'll keep seeing you on the wine road. You will. <laughs> Or a pickleball court near yeah, you. Yeah, pickleball court. <laughs> Pickle and Pino. <laughs> there you yes, go. Yes, I mean, you can, set, you can set up a court in the parking lot there at Timber oh, yeah. Crest. I mean, it could be a whole thing. You have to negotiate that with a lot of neighbors. The legions of pickleball players are so fanatical. I mean, yeah. we'll talk. <laughs> talk amongst ourselves. Oh, this could be a problem. <laughs> All right. Oh, thank you thank for joining you. us. Good okay. to see you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.